Mambo Italiano, Buca de Pepe, family size servants over here. They're kind of Jamaican on that too. Yeah, that's an Italian Jamaican is a. <laughs> that's hell on earth, Christ, man. Dude, I read. Fucking Bamba Clot. Damn it. Yeah, man. Uh, it's Soprano seasons. I've been watching The Sopranos again. I can't stop. It's so good, dude. It it's is the good. only good show there's ever been. Yeah, it's solid. And people be like, The Wire's just as good. No, it's not. I don't, even, I don't even. The Wire's pretty good, but god damn it, dude. Nothing's even close. The Sopranos is the funniest show. Number one, it's hilarious. Yeah. Like, there's so much funny shit in that. People don't look at it as a comedy, which I guess really, it, like, the it's some serious themes, but every episode's hilarious. Yeah. Like, the one where they. There's like people protesting Columbus Day, and they want to tear their Columbus statue down. So they all, fu- all the fucking Italians, go down there and beat them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking yeah. rule. It's like Polly, and because uh, he wears like, you know, Polly's like hard, fucks all these strippers all the time, but he still wears like waist high slacks with fucking Little Nike Monarchs. He yeah. was always wearing like Nike Monarchs or like New Balance dad shoes when he was going to fight like, tucked in. <laughs> fucking patterned polo shirt yeah, man. <laughs> fucking gold rings just swinging it on. is such a good yeah he is the it's best Polly's my favorite character Polly Walnuts I mean dude when he gets the fucking uh, Tony he loves that horse you remember the horse thing yeah, yeah, yeah so he gets the fucking race horse loves the horse he's down at the stable all the time petting it someone finds out about it burns the stable down with his horse inside of it and he had just had this fucking, I think, like, $100,000 painting made of him with a horse. I think we talked about this. Throws it. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is the best part of the show. Yeah, throws yeah. it away. Polly gets it out of the dumpster. Hangs it up in his apartment. And Tony gets super mad. Yeah. He's like, throw that fucking thing away. So Polly gets it repainted to where he gets Tony painted as Napoleon. So he's got, like, his hand in his jacket, the fucking Napoleon hat on, still with the horse. And then he like Tony's having a fucked up day. He goes to Polly's apartment to like get on the Polly because Polly and Christopher are, like continuously fighting. Like their main beef is that uh, anytime the bill comes to the table, Polly will like get up and go to the bathroom or leave, so Christopher yeah. has to pay it. So he just feels like he's being disrespected, and he's related to Tony, so he's pissed off that Polly keeps shitting on him. And uh, Tony comes over to be like, "You guys got to squash this fucking thing." And he sees the fucking picture, and he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> That, he's so good like I know he had like actual heart problems and shit and yeah. he breathed all crazy anyway but the way that he'll like amp it up when he's pissed off in the show is so good because the entire time dude they like they've you know it's a TV show they got him mic'd up so you can just hear him and every time he gets mad dude he just and he's like I told you to get rid of that fucking thing and he's like no nah, Tony you don't understand it's it's what you are to me it's beautiful it's you're the general you know, like, you're the fucking general. You're, like, the man. You're in charge. You're taking over the world. And Tony's like, you don't know how much that fucking horse meant to me. That's <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. I love it so much, dude. The horse hurt him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, dude, I know I've said this before, too, but probably the greatest scene in any TV show ever is when Meadow comes home with a black boyfriend. Oh, yeah. And he just, it's just like... Number one, she knows he's going to hate it, but I don't think she knows that he's going to be, like, in a Tony Wild mood, and he's just like, get this fucking Mulyan out of my house. Yeah, correct. And he's like, I'm, she's like, no fucking daughter of mine is dating some eggplant and coming into my house. 
bringing it over here for Sunday dinner, like it. <laughs> and then, dude, he's just like starting to have the whole show is like him having panic attacks and shit. He's like clutching his heart, like trying to calm down in the kitchen after she storms out. He like opens the cabinet to find a snack and sees Uncle Ben's rice and fucking strokes out. <laughs> oh, too many of them. <laughs> You're losing it. Would you be pissed if your daughter was banging a black dude? I don't, I don't know, man. It depends. At least you're being honest. I was, I figured you're gonna be like, no, nah, of course not. <laughs> God damn it, dude! I'd throw. Okay, it depends on anybody. I'd smash my whole kitchen. <laughs> it depends on anybody. Man. Yeah, probably. But like, if some fucking the baby came into my house, oh no, that shit's getting out. <laughs> yeah, I don't want none of that shit, dude. The baby's whole thing this week was great. Yeah, Did you see him dodge that shoe. Uh-uh. Dude, it was like George W. But you know how like that guy threw a shoe at W. But he like telegraphed it. He held the shoe up and he threw it all slow. And George W. Bush is like <laughs> laughing. It's rocks, dude. You never see. Have you seen that? What? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's laughing. Secret Service like grabs him up after he was just like. <laughs> Somebody throws a fucking. Uh, so I guess what the baby was doing. It took me forever to find it because uh, all I saw was him because people were pissed at him. Yeah. All I saw was someone throw the shoe at him, and he's just, and then he's like, who threw that busted ass Adidas slide up here? You? You? And the guy's like, me? And he's like, you the king of the mosh pit? The guy's like, yeah. He's like, well, set it off then. <laughs> he's like, Damn. open that shit up. Like, dude, you must have been watching Whoa, the Mad Ball. Mad Ball shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He tells him to open it up. And I was like, how are they mad about this? But then you have to go back and watch the whole video before the shoe because he's like telling people, uh, if they do a certain thing to put their cell phone in there. So he's like, ladies, if your pussy tastes like water, put your cell phone light up. And the the DJ the whole time is playing like, chick, chick. Chick, chick. it's like everything he says. It's like, uh, he's like, he's like, fellas, if you ain't out there sucking dick in the motherfucking parking lot, put your cell phone light up. Chick, chick. And the DJ's like, nah, some of y'all look mad sus out there. Some of y'all look <laughs> a real suspect right now. Y'all need to tell the truth. And then he's like, uh, doubles down on that. And he's like, y'all, if y'all ain't out here being gay, having a bunch of AIDS and other STDs, put your cell phone light up. So people were pissed at him. You know, he gets done with the show and gets on fucking Twitter. And Twitter's like, what the fuck is your problem to baby? How are you going to tell people? How are you going to assume that gay people have AIDS? And he's like on Instagram, like, nah, I got a, I got a lot of gay fans. He's like, I like my gay fans because none of them have AIDS. That's great. Yeah, but then he had to like he got he they kept pulling him off of shows like he had like a ton of like he's a huge. I'm so tired. I I only ever heard a baby song after this week when I looked it up. I I don't really like him that much. Yeah, he's got a cool single about his music. It's like uh, I wouldn't say it's like mumble. I don't know. It's just radio rap. Like it's too. It's all polished and shit. It's not very hard. But he. First was like uh, two days after he's like it's been days y'all leave me alone I just needed someone needed to educate my ass instead of and then I guess he deleted all that shit. <laughs> that's <laughs> true though. Yeah, yeah that's, that's how you, people just start canceling. The baby didn't shit. know any better. It's like he's dude, a baby. You raise when you're raising a different generation than this one, and this one doesn't get like hey like I don't mean anything by it. it's just words to us. It's more than words to y'all, but especially like, if you're you like know. I'm guessing he's probably 20 something so like 
The rap he grew up listening to. I mean, DMX's number one hit song of all time. He says, "I got no love for homo thugs." Yeah. That's the first thing he says. Yeah. So, and then I remember when DMX died. I think I talked about it on here before, but people would be like, "Yeah, everyone wants to celebrate DMX, but they forget what a rampant homophobia was." And I saw black people crushing people online where they were like, "Do you know why?" Because when we were slaves, they would take the biggest, strongest slave and rape him in front of everybody. Yeah. And then DMX got like molested by his mentor and shit. Yeah. It's like shut the fuck up and yeah, stop you, trying to. Everybody like, talks about trauma, and you should uh, respect people's trauma. It's like maybe that's that's the thing. Dude, that's definitely his. Oh, so, my wife's called. I'm going to answer it on the podcast. Hello. Oh no. Hello. What the hell. I think it's going to the Jeep. This is good podcasting. This is good. I hope so, man. It's not even mad. <laughs> well, it's probably like going to the Jeep. That's got that fucking Bluetooth thing on it. Huh? What's up? Do you happen to see where Papa put his keys down? He lost them. No clue. We're recording the podcast, though. I'm talking to you. All right. Well, sorry. Love you. Okay. I lost my keys. Yeah, we've been dealing with that for the last. <laughs> oh, that's all you're gonna Two do days moving. Oh, old people should. Yeah. He needs to get one of those fucking things that like beeps. Life alert. <laughs> yeah, that too. I think we're basically his fucking human life alert. But uh, forgot where we're at. But anyway. Yeah. Been moving. It sucks. I'm even more disheveled than normal. Jackie packed away. Last week, she packed away my razor, or my, like, shaving thing, so I haven't been able to shave at all. Yeah. She packed away, like, all my hygiene stuff, so i just been, yeah, you know, you're feral. F- fucking werewolf. <laughs> I've been feral, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can't help it, man. It's like, I had to work at the bar last week instead of being in the back of the restaurant a couple yeah. times. Just like, I'm, <laughs> I look like a pig right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this week, we're doing some real fucking beep a bappity Scary. Meet the ball. I don't know what else they like. On. Clamp. Oh, death metal. Hey, you remembered. Yeah. Nice one, dude. You're the pro here. We're doing... (laughs) Bernardo Provenzano, he was an Italian mobster. He was the chief of the Sicilian Mafia clan, known as the Crolanisi. That's a mafia faction that originated from the town of Corleone and was the de facto capo de capi, which was what Tony Soprano wanted to be, the boss of all bosses, in charge of the whole thing. Yeah, being a capi's type. Well, the whole time it was that, uh, on Sopranos, it was the older guy that had the big, fat fucking wife. Yeah. That was another awesome Sopranos part where he found his fat fucking wife sneaking candy bars in the laundry room. Yep. Because she was like, he'd always be like, yo, Tony, you don't understand. I love my wife. Somebody made, uh, it was Steve Buscemi, like, made a joke about his wife being a big fat bitch. He spazzed out, wanted to have him killed, and he's like, Tony's like, come on. You got a big fat wife. And he's like, Tony, I love my wife. I think she's beautiful, but she keeps trying to lose weight. She's on the diets. I see it. She's eating the salads and nothing changes. And then he fucking goes off on a trip and forgets his keys or wallet or some shit and comes back. 
like finds her in the basement. Just like, <laughs> it's so funny, dude. He beats oh, yeah. her up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you gotta do, man. Yeah. See your lady smudging a candy bar. Line, you gotta man. stomp him, dude. <laughs> That's so crazy. God, dude, the writers of that show. I wish I could just hire them. His nickname was Benua Tratturi, which is Sicilian for Bernardo the Tractor. Damn. You got to be doing hard shit if someone's calling you the tractor. He must be. He fucks like a champ. <laughs> He's a champion fucker, man. Yeah. This guy fucks like a tractor. Plows him. <laughs> <laughs> Call me the brush hog, dude. Damn. <laughs> That's the best type of tractor. If someone had to compare you to a tractor for fucking, you want to be a brush hog. Yeah. Uh, and the reason they call him that in the words of other members was that he mows people down. That's fucking so hard. cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's hard as fuck. That's one thing you can say about Italians sometimes, dude. If they're like going that way, they're pretty fucking hard. Yeah. It's like, uh, I think like older Italians are a lot like the Asian cultures where you have like a face and you can't, like if you have a certain type of character, you can't blemish it at all. It's like the worst thing that could happen to you is to be publicly shamed. So you'll go out of your way to just make a giant legend for yourself. And I always assume with shit like this, there's a lot of bullshit thrown in. Yeah, yeah. Because there's probably a lot of like, if you saw me kill four people and then I just told you like, yeah, I'm absolutely annihilating people tonight. And then tomorrow I'm like, yeah, here's how I killed them. You'd believe everything I said because you already saw me kill four people. So I'm sure the legend is more... Than it actually is, but yeah, that you're not getting that nickname amongst that group of people unless you are, in fact, mowing people down. Yeah. His other nickname was Il Regnare, which is the accountant, due to his apparently subtle and low-key approach to running his crime empire in contrast to his violent predecessors, which is the way things ended up with, like, John Gotti and shit. Uh, John Gotti got in trouble for running his mouth too fucking much. Yeah. But for the most part... If you're involved in organized crime, you really have to find a way to shut the fuck up about it. Sure. And running run a legitimate type of business to a, as a front for it and just shut the fuck up. Keep yeah. it low-key because you're doing illegal shit. Oftentimes, these people will have a hand in the police department to keep their hands clean. But if you're out, out telling people, I've murdered this many people, here's what I'm selling, here's the rackets I'm doing, somebody's going to catch you on tape. Sure. So you got to shut the fuck up. And that's the way to do it. You can't be flashy. You just got to be subtle. Drive a SUV. Well, sometimes it's uh, the people that know and can't keep their mouth shut, but they're not really like doing any harm to you. That's how they get, That's how you get the word out. Like You're not fucking around, but you don't have to say shit. Yeah, everyone else says it. Yeah, yeah. And then you're not, you can you can only be implicated by your peers. There yeah. you know, like, evidence that you on tape saying, hey, this is what the fuck I do. Yeah. If I see this motherfucker, I'm going to ice his ass. Yeah. It's yeah, coming yeah. back. Yeah. There you go. I got to change my fucking uh, velo out. I get, dude, this is a great mystery to me. And if anybody knows, is this for doing cocaine? That could be the only thing. The bottom part? No, it's the top. It has like an extra compartment. Now, what I'm going to do with it is spit my old one into it. Maybe that's what it's for. I wouldn't think so. This is pretty gross. Yeah. That is pretty gross. Yeah. You're not supposed to do that. Man, speaking of Italian shit, there's this guy that's like a pranker. YouTube prank dude. Not not funny, but the response he got from this guy was pretty awesome. It was an Italian guy? Yeah, he was like... Hey, uh, Bob Fanato. He's like, why are you juice, man? 
He's like, what? He's like, why? Well, he's like, dude, I'm Italian. I'm naturally fucking like this. He's like, damn. Damn. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. That's how him. you know I'm not Italian. <laughs> 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 I got to work too hard, dude. I wish I had the type of genetics that were just like, you're jacked. Yeah. You wake up in the morning, jacked. Jacked. You got a big tan hog. Jacked. <laughs> how do you just get a tan hog, dude? You got to tan it? You got black dicks, man. <laughs> I don't see how the, the hog gets to be like... I mean, I've seen just tan ones. Are you tanning it? No, dude. They're just... They just got tan cocks? just got tan dick. Crazy. Some of them are black as fuck, though. Like, <laughs> they're yeah, calling can, everyone else I can eggplants. tell, like, in porn, you know? Yeah. If they're Italian. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, Rocco Strafiti or whatever. Oh, it's in Freddy. He rules, dude. Yeah, so, like, he, he, do, he does these, like... Uh, like crazy orgy party porns and then you can go oh there there's Rocco right there because well he's dick. also like yes I love these oh yeah well, oh my god there's like a bunch of French people and Ugh. and Italian people in a room oh there. yeah what the hell <laughs> <laughs> burn that too. yeah 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 it's that's not, the last place I'd want to be I could get a time. fucking boner there dude yeah there's this one guy's like oh we're going to get some pussy. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. we're not. <laughs> no, we're not, dude. Yeah. What do you mean, we? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, exactly. Remember we. World War II? It's just me. I'm taking, once again, I'm here to save the day. Yeah. You disgust. The French have big ones? I don't know. I guess some of them do. Some of them do porn. <laughs> they got oh, no, a, man. A big old baggage. They don't. They definitely don't have big ones. You don't think so? Overall, no. I am not. I know. Yeah, genetic. No. Nah, they're like one of the smaller ones. Genetic. I saw a thing. There's like a international chart floating around out there everywhere you think's got the big ones is spot on really it's africa yeah well duh well, yeah they got big ones dude like the the average of like ghana is like 9.5 i remember being like 13 or 14 coming across the porn of a black dude fucking a white girl but he had to hold his shaft like like a sword and there was still like another <laughs> was it long dong silver uh, yeah yeah he was yeah. an old school champion dude dude he could always be helicoptering. Yeah, they, when you see that, you don't see. This is why kids don't need to watch porn because when you see that type of thing, you're like, "Well, well, the thing is, I know that's what not am I supposed enjoyable to for anybody." There's some. That's not enjoyable for you if your dick's that big. Yeah, yeah, because I knew I bounced with a guy that had a fucking tremendous one, and he was fat too, so he couldn't get boners. Like he could only get like half hard. Yeah, and he, he like there's only he could only do like a few things with it, so he was like, "Yeah, this sucks." Yeah. Like, it looks cool, but girls hate it, and I can't, like, I'm only, I can only get, like, half hard. Well, you like, can't nut clap, dude. You can't get a nut clap going. Yeah, that's a cool thing to do, for sure. That, that feels good. You, if you get, if you got one too long, man, you're just getting a slip and slide. I have to have, like, jacked a couple times in the day to be slapping balls against skin. Yeah. They gotta be hanging. Yeah. Yeah. I keep a tight pouch, dude. But if I bust a couple times, it'll be... Are you loosen it up? It gets a little more loose. Yeah. It's like a pizza dough. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tight ball. And then you just fucking pat it out. They just stay up there, dude. Yeah. Or a lot of times when I got a rager, they'll be like, if I'm like laying on my back, they'll like go up in my body. Is that happening to you? Yeah. 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 And my wife will be like smashing down on them. They'll be like popping out and shit. It's like, what the fuck's going on down here? Oh God. Just like pushing them back. Oh, okay. like feel them go back to the Scraping? sack. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. Shit. <laughs> Making some wine with the grapes. <laughs> yeah, we fucking, it's like that one bitch that falls down stomping grapes. Yeah. Remember that bitch? Yeah. She was like on the news and falls like, Ugh. you don't remember that? Yeah. It's okay. Well, you keep remember. looking at me like it's crazy. It is crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. It rocked. I love to hear someone get knocked out. 
remember like you would bounce and somebody would get knocked out how much people would spaz out because they'd never seen someone get knocked out before yeah, yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. <laughs> they're like should we call him and it's like no, no he's fine. 30 seconds he'll be cool give him a second yeah <laughs> love it I guess it sucks to be like that cold to it because I've seen it so much but like I pat them on the nuts when they're <laughs> hey hey hey, hey. Uh, wake up wake up wake your ass up <laughs> Provenzano was born to the third of seven children. Uh, he was three out of seven children on January 31st, 1933 in Corleone, Sicily. I'd like some credit, I would say. I did make a stumble there, but I remember one time I got a review that said I could barely read. I think I'm doing a lot better reading. Uh, I think there's times that you don't catch yourself. Really? Yeah, I catch it. Damn. I'll look into the camera. Well, I don't drink near as much. Yeah. As we were, like, back when we first started doing it. Yeah. I think that helped a lot. Yeah. I don't take Adderall anymore. I think that helps. Well. It's, like, easier to read the words when you're on Adderall, but they come out too fast. I, I think I'm doing a better job yeah, reading, well, dude. You know, come you're on, doing man. a good job. People like us. <laughs> but I just remember reading that, like, God damn it, they're right. Like, we get complaints all the time, man. I don't give a shit. Yeah, that's true. I normally don't. But stuff like that, I want to at least, like, do a good job. I got one uh, the other day saying that. Our last episode seemed like it was half-assed. And I was Which like, one? <laughs> the last one we did, and I was like, no. I thought that was hilarious. It was a good time, man. It was short. Yeah. But that was, I mean, the guy got killed. Yeah. It was a cool Doing story. cool shit, yeah. Who told you that? I'm not telling you. <laughs> Somebody I know? <laughs> no, but uh, you'll see something. Yeah. No, uh, I won't. Man. That's crazy, though. Yeah, it's whatever. Oh. People are... can't win them all, man. I wasn't half-assed, and I thought we did a lot of, like, goofing off. Did it yeah, stone cold fucking? But I think it was more like they were like they really wanted the story. You know? That was the like, story. So that's he got was, killed. Yeah, but that's what was so crazy. <laughs> it's like you do a short one. They want it to be long. They want more facts, and it's like, dude, you don't come here for facts. No, you get facts, but not too many. Yeah, well, like, there's like serious podcasts that do. I mean. Like, I don't feel like those people are smarter by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. They don't. They're not on the fly. They don't riff at all. Just a whole different setup. Yeah. There's no rehearsal here. We just jump in. Shit, I didn't even... We, I never know what we're doing <laughs> until we get in here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's three of seven children, which that's regular Italian shit. They're all Catholic, so you can't... You're not supposed to what, do any type of preventative. It's like, yeah. if you bust and she gets pregnant, that's God's will. Well, they're Catholic, right? Yeah, yeah that's what you, I'm saying. Yeah. You can uh, use lamb's neck condoms, though, can't you? No. You're not supposed to use... Any type of prophylactic at all, huh. like you're not supposed to pull out. It's just if you if you come and she gets pregnant, that's God's will. Damn. And He wants you. And it does say in the Bible to take your ass out there, be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. You don't pull out. You don't wear no condoms. You don't use no IUD. You don't use no spermicide. Not allowed to. That's crazy. It's against God's will. Makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to hell because my wife got her tubes tied. Well, she's going to hell. I didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, old yeah. Japanese doctor was the man, dude. Like, anything. Like, she ended up getting a C-section, but he told me, like, right away, he'll make her pussy tighter. And I was like, I... It, it's already a cram. She gets sore all the time, so I don't yeah. think that's going to be helping me at all. But thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but he was just like everything. Like he was like, uh, like when we had the second, when we had uh, Spain, our second kid, he was like, are you guys going to have more kids? We're like, nope. One boy, one girl. 
that was it. And she was like, yeah, he's going to go get a vasectomy. And he was like, why? Woman, I'm in there. It's open. I snip. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. You guys convinced me. Have at it. Yeah, I don't want to do it. You did it. It was terrible. Yeah, but it's worth it. Yeah. But you know what's crazy, though? I think my mom had her tubes tied after she had me because she had a bunch of other kids. She had Nicholas after you. Yeah, but her tubes were tied. and she still She's had, too powerful, dude. She still had Nicholas, man. Too powerful. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> Nothing could stop her, man. She's just growing <laughs> That's the thing, man. Yeah, modern medicine isn't shit compared to your mom, dude. Dude, I, mean, I guarantee that your mom will not get coronavirus. She has it right now. But then she's fine. I she, guarantee. She left me a message and said she had it. She'll overcome it yeah. and pass it on to everyone. She is coronavirus, dude. Yeah. That's probably the source. It's they didn't even check. Like, oh, yeah, we're worried they about that. They didn't the... even check where they should have checked. Yeah. If we were blaming it on bats first, then pangolins, then we're a lab. We're worried about the Delta variant. Like, no, nah, you it, should be worried about the, the ginger, ginger variant. <laughs> for sure, dude. It, yeah. yeah. It's about to mutate into it's something about to be beyond real bad. <laughs> controllable, dude. You factor in that she has the same genes as Hacksaw Jim Dugan. Yeah. And she's so powerful, dude. Yeah. Your mom's an un stoppable force you remember in like uh all the old godzillas when they would hit him with everything yeah there'd be new radiation monsters uh scientists would create robots and fucking giant moths and anything they could to try to stop godzilla yeah you can't i watched her fight five cops she's dude. nuclear dude I your her- mom's got your mom got gamma rays yeah Oh yeah, she can't be stopped. My mom she made can't the newspaper for knocking out two fucking cops. <laughs> yeah, before they got her in a car. She probably knocked like, the newspaper out too. Oh man, she's yeah, pow. she's invincible. I'm to like people don't believe in like. All right, you remember when you were a kid, you'd read that article about how uh, this kid got trapped under a car and yeah. his mom fucking lifted the car up. Dude, yeah. your mom could just do that. Yeah, she doesn't gonna be like this adrenaline response. Like, dude, she doesn't need that at all. She could just pick the car up. Oh, she's strong, man. But she wouldn't. If a car fell on you, she would just be like, great. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and I don't want to be saved by my mom, so. God, leave me here. Yeah, just go ahead and let me go, man. Being trapped would be the worst way to go, man. But I'll, yeah. that's That's like the, the, not the only fear I have, but for sure my biggest fear is being trapped somewhere. So you like, know you're going to die, but you can't move. Yeah. Like, I'd rather be eaten by something, yeah. drown. Like, I hear drowning is the worst way to go. I'd way rather have that than being stuck in something. Yeah. Like, what if you were, like, rock climbing, which I would never do? What if I'm, like, on a hike and I fell and I got stuck between two rocks? Okay. I'd be like, listen, just go find some. Just kill me. Like, find yeah. a way to get this over with. Yeah, jump on I top can't of the take car. This. Yeah, I cannot take this shit anymore. I feel like getting your your ribs crushed like just being stuck dude yeah being stuck would be the worst well you thing. can be moving around still feel like you're being stuck especially they collapse on you yeah that's fuck that being stuck is the worst if i could run around at least <laughs> just like die, die moving dude <laughs> yeah, i'll be fine yeah, yeah, yeah. don't let me stick yeah. dude. make that pack now if you find me stuck somewhere you're gonna finish me off if there's no way out you gotta finish me off I man just pick up the car and drop it back whatever it takes dude <laughs> I'm just thinking about you being stuck. I would lose I it. I love it, dude. I couldn't take it. I've, we've been on an elevator where we got stuck. Oh, uh, I lost it immediately. Oh, right like, away. I tried to like push the panels up and they wouldn't yeah. go. I remember it was like, well, what happened, dude? Is there? I, I'm sure we told this before because it's one of the funnier things we've been through. Like, 
I'm terrified of being in an elevator with a bunch of people because I feel like number one, it's more likely to get stuck, and number two, there's going to be less room if there's a ton of people in there. So we're like at the Hooters Hotel in Las Vegas, waiting on the elevator. Elevator shows up; it's jam packed full of Latinos. Yeah, and we're like, we'll wait for the next one. Like, no, 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 come on, come on. They're like drinking and partying and shit. We're like, all right, whatever. I don't want to be rude. We get on the elevator. Sure enough, dude, it goes to the bottom floor. And the fu- I mean, it, it, it's like 90 seconds where a door didn't open. And so 30 seconds in, dude, I'm like trying to find a panel that'll push up, like pushing the walls. And I look over at you and I go, dude, I'm going to fucking freak out. And this lady goes, please don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the best was like, you like, you go, I told you I shouldn't came on this. Like you're telling that Mexican yeah. do that shit. And I was like, oh, fuck, man. So I looked at my, I would have taken them all. I looked. At I would have had to have. I looked at our buddy, and we started scooting in closer to you, and you were like, <laughs> shaking <laughs> I can't shit. take it, man. I can't take it, dude. I t- What happened is that <laughs> when it I- it worked, and then it went up. So, oh, man. That was so fucking funny, I man. was losing it right uh, away. It took like 10 seconds. All those people were so fucking scared. At like, P- at like 30 seconds in, dude, I was like fully <laughs> lost. <laughs> Well, what happened, dude, is like uh, I was a little kid, and they we were like uh, RV camping. Not like they, my grandparents just have the just like shitty fifth wheel trailer that they pulled behind a truck. It was such a piece of shit. But they would make me go camping with them, and this one was like they had like a little water park in it, had a tube slide. First time I'd ever been down a tube slide, I couldn't have been older than eight. <clears throat> I'm like going down it, and these kids jammed it up. So they were like holding on to the sides and it was a pile up. And so people were still coming down, just like running into me and I couldn't get them to go. And I spent, I was just kicking, dude, this kid came out. The one that was underneath me was all bloody and fucked up. Cause I was just, <laughs> he's like, please stop. It's not my fault. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> they finally fucking got loose, dude. I would, I never went back down another tube water slide. And it, that shit, it fucked me up, man. I'm telling you, like, dude, I've never... What's, uh, what's worse is drown, like drowning while getting stomped on. <laughs> like, <laughs> Fuck that, dude. <laughs> Fuck him. He should have made it go, dude. It, I was seriously in there for like five minutes, dude. <laughs> losing my fucking mind. Yes. It was terrible. God damn it, man. <laughs> yeah, I was like that for a We gotta my, put you back in a situation young like age. that. No, I won't be... I won't, you won't find me in one. <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> 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 I went hiking with one of my friends... And we found this cave. It is like a big-ass cave when you walk in. And then it started getting, like, smaller and smaller. And there was a part where I had to shimmy. I had to turn and go in between two sets. Of, I had to turn my body to go between two sets of rocks. And I'm, like, going in it. And I start going backwards. And I realize it's, like, hard to, like, move in and out. And so that part, I started freaking out a little bit. Like, my heart started racing and shit. And I told him, I was like, dude, if I, like, I can't go much further. If it doesn't open up. Like I, like he was like, what's going on? And I'm like, dude, I will have a, I'll spaz. Like I can't, if I have to crawl, like, and I have, I know I have to crawl backwards to go back. I, I can't do it. And so he like talks me into it. He's like, dude, people are in here all the time. It's totally cool. Like little kids come in here. I'm like, yeah, but they're little kids. They can like go in and out. No problem. He's like, women come in here. I'm like, well, women are dumb as fuck. They don't ever do anything smart, so that doesn't help. <laughs> like, we, go, we go, and uh, there's a part where you have to crawl. He's like, dude, I'd want to see this so bad. Like, that's the reason why we came out here. I was like, well, you said it was a giant cave. He's like, it is. You just have to crawl down this one and then shimmy down this, and there's one more. I was like, absolutely not. Yeah, so yeah. I start crawling in the thing and full spazzed. Was like, I got to get I gotta get the fuck out. I have to get out of here, dude. I have to go. I have to leave. I was like, you can do whatever you want to. 
but I'm fucking out of here. Like, shimmy back. Shimmy, shimmy. I can't do it, dude. You're not a shimmier, man. I can't do it, man. It's terrifying. Well, dude, what if somebody shoved you down a chimney? <laughs> I couldn't do it, dude. I'd freak. God, dude, that'd be the worst. They'd have to kill me first. You shoved like, down like, a chimney? But how are they going to make me do it? If my know? choices are, my, my choices are, I have to shimmy down something or get shot in the face. Okay. Yeah. I'm calling your bluff. Shoot me in the face. Imagine getting shimmied down a chimney. Nope. But you got one of them dog cones on, and everybody's standing above it pissing on you. <laughs> 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 just pissing in the I'd cone. way rather you get... drink your way to air, man. Uh, I'd way rather get pissed on. But you're doing both, though. Yeah. You can't move your arms to stop the pee. Nah, I couldn't do it, dude. That'd be crazy. They'd man. have to kill me. You just a fucking hit. Oh, anytime I've watched... any, Also, anytime I've watched like those cartel videos... We're like hacking people up. It's like, dude, what did you think your choices were? Yeah. They're going to kill you in a horrible just way. Just run. They're going to shoot you. Just get shot. Yeah, just get shot. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like when they come to kidnap you, don't. <laughs> just go just ahead. Go to town, man. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm fighting. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. You, this is going to be so much better than getting fucking chainsawed on a yeah. video. <laughs> no, absolutely not, dude. <laughs> absolutely sound. not, dude. Rest in peace to that guy. Yeah, man, Mike Howe was a fucking bad motherfucker. Yeah, those are cool lyrics, dude. Metal Church rocks. That yeah. sucks. He killed himself. I get it. You can't ever make an album that good again, so. Yeah. You gotta go. Yep. I empathize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. <clears throat> they were farmers in Sicily, which is like a classic. I th- I'm pretty sure this is what The Godfather is like loosely based on. They were farmers. Which is like a classic way because you'll they'll see their parents and the struggle that they have to go to to like barely provide and how hard they work and just not have shit. I mean, farmers don't have shit, especially back then, like living off the land and shit. Fuck that. You have like a a way out. They're going to take it and they're gonna, that's who's going to be the most ruthless people because farmers are ruthless. I mean, you're yeah. butchering animals all the time and you're living in such a hard way that things that would phase me and you would never phase them. So uh, if you're killing animals your whole life, I think that that's going to take away a lot of the sting out of killing a human being. Don't you? Yeah. Like you're yeah. already so used to death. Well, you're just like, yeah, you're taking a life. So during his teenage years, he started getting into illegal shit, which was a lot of cattle raiding, which is a hard activity. And this is in the 1930s. Yeah. So, we think about cowboy shit, but this is in Italy, so it's like extra greasy cowboy shit. Yeah. But stealing people's fucking cows and stealing food from other farmers in August, I mean, that's what poverty will do to you too, man. Like, oh, you have food and I don't have food. Oh, yeah. You're in survival mode. And once you figure out that you can just take it, yeah, there's not a lot to stop you. Yeah, yeah. And that's how you get into that lifestyle. 1958. Provenza was one of the 14 gunmen who backed mob boss Luciano Leggio in the ambush murder of Michel Navarro, who was a huge figure in the Italian mob. Leggio, his new boss, after that murder, would become the head of the family. Over the next five years, Provenzano helped Leggio hunt down and kill many of Navarro's surviving supporters. In September of 1963... Provenzano became a fugitive after a failed hit on one of Navarro's men. At this point, he didn't really care about police, but he was way more worried about getting killed by rival mobsters, which in Italy makes sense. A completely corrupt society at that time. 
they ran the police. So all they had to do was just use their connections to pull them out of jail. But if one of the rivals catches you, it's a life sentence and quite possibly tortured to death, which yeah. again, you got to go out swinging. Yeah. Being tortured is not. No, you don't want that. And they're not going to let you go. Like yeah. you're not going to get hung up and get your fingernails stabbed and then them not butcher you. Yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. no, there's nothing cool is going to happen. Legio said of Provenzano, he shoots like an angel, but he's got the brains of a chicken. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Which is, that's what you want on your team a lot of the times. It's yeah, some dumb some motherfucker. Dumb, dumb. Yeah. There's a honeycomb brazy lyric where he says he rolls around with his homeboy who's not really smart. He just wants to jump out and dump off in your car. Yeah. Need retards around you. Yeah. That don't yeah. give a fuck. You need them. On September 10th, 1963, an arrest warrant was issued against the Provenzanos for the murder of several of Navarra's men. When Provenzano was in his mid-30s, he participated in the Vial Lazio massacre on December 10th, 1969. He killed mob boss Michel Cavatallo, a.k.a. Il Cobra. Tight. Yeah, dude. Not just a cobra, but an ill cobra. It sounds like a Limb Biscuit song. Yeah, ill cobra. <laughs> yeah, dude. For his role in the first Mafia War. The attack almost went wrong as Cavatillo. There I go. I caught it. You caught it. Was able to shoot and kill Colegero Belagaro, one of Provenzo's closest men, before Provenzano killed Cavatillo. With a Beretta 38, which was a submachine gun, he earned himself quite a reputation as a high-ranking mafia killer with that significant hit. Which, you know, you kill a fucking boss. Yeah. Become a fucking boss. Yeah. I love a meritocracy, dude. Yeah, man. It's the right way to do things. I like the name Collagio. <laughs> Collagio is a pretty... Wasn't uh, that Steve was a golf friend that got killed? No, no, no. He, uh... He got a found some asshole dropped a dog off in a trash bag and he found it. <laughs> and he opened it up and he was like, "One day I'm gonna see you, you piece of shit, and I'm gonna kick your fucking ass. You do this to a dog." And he and it, like some bumper sticker said, "I hate people" or something. And so he's got the dog, he's petting it, and he pulls up next to this kid who's selling soda pops on the side of the street, and he's like, "He's like, what's the dog's name?" He's like, "Haven't really thought about it. I think maybe a Collagio." Yeah, so. <laughs> oh my god! I love that you know it scene by scene, but dude, Steven Seagal. <laughs> Steven Seagal being super Italian is very funny too. Yeah, god. is he Italian? He's got to be. No, he's dude, greasy. He just plays whatever. Yeah, he's a master. He's like seven foot tall, man. Yeah, Italians aren't that big. Well, see, there you go, you dumb bitch. But you're you're a half breed. out of your own no, out yeah, of your own mouth, out of your own mouth, dummy. You're a half breed. <laughs> you dumb bastard! Did he blew it all? You got a black dick. No. I've seen it. It ain't black. It's tan. No. So tan. I'm not tanned at all. Remember how tan I was like three weeks ago? Yeah. It's all gone. Yeah. I couldn't be a greasy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, you're greased. <laughs> oh, no. It's crazy. I thought I told you that. I can't believe that that tan didn't stick around. Yeah. I went to the lake twice a week. It's yeah. all gone. You just got to keep going. It doesn't work. Burn it. I just get burned. I think I got skin cancer. I do too, dude. I got a spot that's all wild right I now. I got a growth right here. You see this shit? Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Let's go get them cut off together. Oh, dude, I bet I got cancer or something. You're glad? I said I bet I do. Like, I, 
maybe growing in me they would have caught it i don't ever go to the doctor anymore but you did for a while i mean they would have caught that shit no dude like it was real small and then it got real big these last couple weeks i'm hoping i get a titty you might have uh it might be a fucking uh cyst yeah Yeah. i might just cut it out myself ah if you do you gotta film it no i'm not give it to the fans Remember when I really thought you took your own tooth out? So I was like, he just—he is retarded enough to just yeah. do that. And he was hurting so bad. Well, you get crazy, you will do anything. Yeah, that's true. It drives you fucking nuts. Well, what you end up doing is spending thousands of dollars. Yeah. Did you pay it? Well. <laughs> Hell yeah. Here's what happened was I had dental insurance. Yeah. And the lady didn't write it in there. And so she charged me all that money and I gave it to her. The and money? Then, yeah. And then I was like, hey, no, I have like, you know, I have dental insurance. She's like, well, I don't have it on file. So she put down the numbers and everything, gave me my money back. Yes. And then fucking calls me and says, hey, we don't take this insurance. And I was like, that's late, not bitch. my problem, man. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You want me to pay that back? She was like, yeah. I was like, no, that you fucked up. Why yeah. do I have to pay for that? Now, you're correct in that situation. But, dude, at the restaurant last week, so we don't like a lady didn't order chicken on her salad. Yeah. And she tells one of the workers... You didn't put chicken on my salad. And she's like, oh, sorry. You didn't order it. I'll get you some. And she goes, that's not my problem. Yeah, it is. Did you go out there and talk to her? No. That's good. I w- yeah, because I wouldn't have been good. <laughs> yeah. I like another lady complained last week that was just like going off about nothing. So I went out to talk to her. She was doing it again. And I'm like explaining everything to her, like how it's made, what goes on it. And she just keeps like interrupting me. She's like, I don't want to be uh, I'm like, well, you are. That's what you're doing for sure. Like, I don't know. Like, I've offered you every possible scenario. Offered your money back. Offered you a different pizza that you'd like more. You're turning them all down. Like, I don't know what else to Like, what else could I do? You're sitting here listening to you talk. That's all you want? Yeah. yeah. I was like, let me open up. But, geez. <laughs> it's crazy. I just ended up giving her a refund without even telling her. Because she paid with her card. So, I just like. <laughs> well, she's like, no, I don't want one. I know how expensive stuff is. Like, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't want a bad Google review, so here's what I'm going to do. So, yeah, I mean, he's already doing big hits. Uh, He becomes the fucking man. Everyone's celebrating him, doing the worm about him. You do need somebody like that, you know, like, again, dumb as fuck, willing to do anything. But according to Gaetano Grado, who was one of the participants, turned government witness later, can't do that in the mob, it was Provenzano who fucked up the attack by shooting too early. Dumb. Yeah. But he got it done. Legio was captured by police in 1974 and a mass murderer, Salvatore Rina, was effectively left in charge, which that's a bad combo. You had a guy that was able to reel him in and then now you got another guy that loves to kill people too. Yeah. It's about to get real bloody. Provenzano became the second in command of the Corlisi. As Rena's right-hand man, which that's two fucking birds of a feather. Yeah. Like, you're my man now. We're going to kill everyone fucking out here. Whew. In 1981, Provenzano and Rena unleashed the so-called Second Mafia War, with which they eliminated rival bosses and established a new commission comprised only of... You want me to pronounce it? Capo Mandamenti. There you go. Which was traditionally the heavy hitters of the Sicilian Costa Nostra, which we know about from John Gotti. I just know about it from rap. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
during the meetings of numerous murderers as an influential exponent of the district of Corleone and repeated protected with intimidation the political career of Vito Cianmenino, the main political reformant of the Corleone began, which is the best way to get shit done, dude. Yeah. Take over the government, yeah. run the world. That's it happens. That's, I mean, but yeah, I mean, we, we're basically ruled by fucking criminals. Yeah. Italy was back in the day. People talk bad about it, but what's the difference? Yeah. Well, Italy is a entire country full of criminals. Yeah. Everybody. By birth. Criminal. Yeah. <laughs> they should be illegal. I agree. Provenzano took the reins of the Coronese after Reno was arrested in January 1993, along with boss Leo Luca Bagarella. In June of 1995. And at this point, this motherfucker's 50 years old, you yeah. know. And that's when you really climb to the top. You get some gray in your hair, some New Balance shoes. Mm-hmm. High-waisted khakis. High-waisted khakis, tucking a polo shirt, a couple of nice chains, a couple of gold rings. God. Both having been sentenced for life imprisonment for ordering multiple mur- murders, including two high-profile bombings that killed two Italian prosecutors. That was another sick thing the mob would always do is fucking blow up cars. Like yeah, that was yeah, yeah. that wasn't fiction. Yeah, that's fictionalized a lot because you'll see it in every mafia movie and TV show. They'll but they were blowing people the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, that shit rocks. Yeah, they put detonators on their cars Man. and shit. You can't run up on them and just waste them in public. You got to no, fucking man. sneak in there. Especially at a church or something, right whenever church oh, yeah. lets out. <laughs> Provenzano frowned upon the use of phones and issued orders of communications, even with his personal family through small hand-delivered notes called Pizzini, which is Italian for small pieces of paper. Pizzini. Hey, pass me the Pizzini. Man, I'm going to start doing that shit at work. <laughs> Just passing Pizzinis, dude. Hey, give me the Pizzini. What the fuck is that? Don't text me. It's Pizzini only, motherfucker. (laughs) I only communicate by Pizzini, dude. (laughs) However, many of the notes from the Provenzano police intercepted, and there would be a sign-off with the religious blessings, such as one that concluded, May the Lord bless and protect you. According to mob godmother turned informant, Giuseppina Vital, I know who that is, Provenzano had appeared at a 1992 Costa Nostra summit dressed in the purple robes of a Catholic bishop. Tight. He's a holy man, dude. Yeah. Religious behavior and body language progressively became the prominent features of Provenzano's figure. For example, he systematically underlined verses from the Bible and took notes of relevant passages to be threaded in his Pizzini through otherwise routine instructions regarding deadly business matters, he recurrently thanked our Lord Jesus Christo and referred to the divine providence of our beloved Lord, expressing the hope that he might be able to help us do the right things. In particular, the expression con il vostro di Dio, which is the English translation with God's will. To date has been counted 43 times in Pizzini's and often appears more than once in the same piece of communication. What's really funny about Pizzini's is like this motherfucker was like, okay, we have to leave no record. We can't talk on the phone. So let's write it down (laughs) and then hold on to the notes. Yeah. yeah, What the fuck, dude? 
Yeah, yeah. He really does have a chicken's brain. Don't burn him. Yeah, just keep him in your fucking desk drawer or whatever. Yeah. No one will ever find these. What the fuck, dude? Chicken brain ass motherfucker. <laughs> Provenzano used a version of the Caesar cipher used by Julius Caesar in wartime communications. The Caesar code involves shifting each letter of the alphabet forward three places. Provenzano's Pizzini code did the same and then replaced the letters with numbers indicating their position in the alphabet. Boy, that's a hard one to fucking crack. Yeah. For example, one reported note read, I met 512151252191212154, and we agreed that we will see each other over the holidays. The name was decoded as Binurina, and that's the guy that's in prison for... In October 2003, Provenzano was driven to France, allegedly by a mobster from Villabete named Salvatore Troia, to undergo prostate surgery at a private clinic near Marseille, which Italians love Marseille wine. Yeah. So one, the, I think the French and Italians are pretty, pretty close. Yeah. They're greasy. Oh, well. They stink. Uh-huh. Great food. Yeah. Great wine. Yeah. I think they're threaded in a lot tired than we've thought about before. I got a little bit of French in me. Yuck. Provenzano. Italian. You do? You. No. Provenzano <laughs> was also provided with fake travel and medical records under the name Salvatore Troyola's father, Jespar Troya. He was a baker. Of course he was. Mario Cusimano, another Villabete mobster who was later arrested, began to collaborate with police in 2005 and revealed to the investigators that the identity card used by Provenzano to go to Marsal had been stamped by Francisco Campolanaida, former president of the Municipal Council of Villabate. And in September 2005, Campanella also began to collaborate with police and who confirmed that he was Theron who had stamped the document. Oh, a different guy trying to get out of it though, because he basically, the problem is you have a high ranking government official given the okay to mafia. So they're just connecting the dots. The Italian state police were able to create a photo fit of Provenzano based on the descriptions of informants, as well as doctors and nurses at the Marsal's clinic where Provenzano was admitted for surgery. On January 20th, 2005, police raided various homes in Sicily and arrested 26 mafia suspects believed to be helping Provenzano elude authorities. Although they did not catch the boss himself, investigators nonetheless unearthed evidence that the 72-year-old Provenzano was still very much alive and in control of the mafia in the form of his cryptic handwritten notes. Two months after another raid, which netted over 80 gangsters, though Provenzano was not among them captured yet again. He's a slippery son of a bitch, dude. Oh, yeah. They want him. They can't get him. After he was finally arrested, he was held at a maximum security prison in Terry and subjected to the Article 41 buys prison regime, which uh, I don't know what that is, but uh, there's a lot of buys in prison. That's for sure. Oh, yeah which allows the Minister of Defense to hold a prisoner indefinitely. Ooh. After one year, he transferred to a prison in Novarna, where he tried several times to communicate through Pizzini, but the <laughs> he, can't, he can't give it up. 
Oh, man. The Ministry of Justice decided to apply special surveillance on him 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You know, like they did to Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. In total, Provenzano was given 20 life sentences plus 49 years in solitary confinement for 33 years. God damn. After his arrest, Salvador Piccoli and Matteo Denaro went through to the new leaders of La Costa Nostra. And the 250 Pizzinis were found in their hideout, some of which suggested that Provenzano was still getting notes even under 24-7 surveillance, which, again, Epstein. Yeah, <laughs> no one cares sure. that much. People are letting you slide away with shit. Yeah. Got a bunch of money. You can get away with whatever you want to. Damn. This is crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, just a fucking life of crime, dude. Well, yeah, dude, like, it's kind of it's kind of cool that they figure out, like, this whole other, like, way to communicate with a, new, a different type of language and shit. That yeah, was, even you know, in like the 90s and 2000s, like yeah. you could just be texting each other, but yeah. Paranoia led to it and it is cool. People are going to be pissed about this episode too because there's not a lot of like, yeah. but the guy is like pretty to the letter. There's yeah. no specifics. Like no one knows. I mean, they know, okay, these many people have died, we think, that are connected to the mafia, but they're, it's, you know, like they take the mafia so seriously in Italy because it destroyed their country that it's basically just suspicion. Like this probably wouldn't hold up in America yeah. just having like eyewitnesses and shit. Cause there's no, it's all circumstantial evidence. There's no direct like, okay, we have DNA linking him to this. Yeah. Well, also nobody wants to talk, you know? You, yeah. Cause you'll die. You get fucked up. And the people that do talk, well, like Sammy the bull, he's got a podcast now that rocks pretty hard. Yeah. He's like the one that got away, dude. Damn. I got to Listen to that shit. It's pretty cool. Do you know what happened with him? Uh uh-uh. uh. So, Sammy the Bull was like one of John Gotti's right hand men, but he was a hitman. I mean, he killed, they think, more than likely over 40 people. Yeah. I mean, just an out and out murderer. Uh, he decided to roll on Gotti, cooperate with police. I think he spent like 30 years in jail. Well, right after he got out of jail, his son was like uh, selling ecstasy and shit. Uh, he had taken it like he was just his son was just like a raver who was like going to raves and he yeah. saw how much money people were making on selling ecstasy. So he did classic mafia shit, strong armed him, took over the ecstasy operation. And then Sammy figured out what he was doing and saw how much money he was making. So he got involved in it and then basically opened the nightclub to sell ecstasy. Got busted for that, went Man. back to prison. And now he just got out and he's doing a fucking podcast. A uh, huge podcast. That rules. Is he like a YouTube show of him talking about and he's just you know, there's no double jeopardy. So he's just spilling the fucking beans, man. Damn. Like talking to people that were involved in shit on his podcast. Yeah. I mean <laughs> it's wild shit. Shit. Nobody killed Sammy the Bull. And a lot of people, like older people, are pissed off that it's like, dude, he needs to shut the fuck up. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. That he's out here profiting um, off of all these insane crimes, but I think it rocks. Yeah. So two months after his arrest on June 20th, 2006, authorities issued 52 arrest warrants against the top echelon of Costa Nostra in the city of Palermo. In November 2009, Massimo Cian the son of the former mayor of Palermo Vito, Police sent Vito maps of Palermo. One of the maps delivered to Provenzano, who was then a mafia fugitive. 
Cisamino said that the map was returned by Provenzano, who indicated the precise location of Rena's hiding place. Yeah. Ratted him out. Broke the code after all that time. On March 19th, 2011, it was confirmed that Provenzano was suffering from bladder cancer and he was transferred from Navarra to a prison in Parma, where the best prosciutto comes from. Prosciutto prison, dude. What if the it's just made out of like all the ham bones that they take out of them? <laughs> it might be, man. You would know. <laughs> On May 9th, 2012, he attempted suicide by putting his head in a plastic bag, but was foiled when it was observed by an officer. On April 9th, 2014, he was admitted into the Palo Hospital in Milan, where he'd go on to die in 2016 at the ripe old age of 83. And, I mean, he really only spent, like, 10 years in prison. Yeah. So, 70 years of, you know, being a top dog in the fucking mafia. That's crazy. There's just a, the, the the mafia is such a fucking like. There's a, a plethora of fucking tales to be told, you know. There's, yeah, you just can't get a lot of them, and that's what I was saying up top, just to kind of frame like that. There's not a lot of meat to the crimes he committed. Is that even? It's like how much of it is bullshit, you know? Yeah. And of the bullshit, how much of the bullshit's constructed to throw people off of the trail? Yeah, my grandpa. <clears throat> I mean, we we have a lot of like mafia ties here in Hot Springs, but my grandpa used to work for a dairy, and he was like he was a milkman basically, and he fucking went to this. Uh, and I don't know if it was like Maxine's, which is a bar downtown that was a, a whorehouse, or it was like another building where the mob was involved in. <clears throat> but they would have cameras where they would have it facing a slot machine because there was illegal gambling going on. And they didn't want anybody snitching about what was going on, so they would, like, tell him, basically, like, you're going to deliver this milk, but you're also going to go over and take this coin and put it in that slot machine, so we've got you on, you know, if you do decide to snitch, we've got you on camera. It's like, that's fucking crazy. Classic blackmail, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. Did he do it? Oh, fuck yeah. Huh. Which is very weird, because my yeah, like not like a, like a, he better fuck that, you know, but, but he knew better, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, want to die over yeah, delivering milk. Then he became a cop. And took him down from the outside. I don't know if he did that. Probably not. No, yeah. Well, you know, it's pretty good, guys. Yeah. The big problem is a whore. Yes, it is. Yeah, man. R.I.P. to your grandpa. R.I.P. to Provenzo. I'm fascinated by mafia culture because I'm Italian. Yeah. <laughs> but no, mainly like just a whole secret underground society is uh, what you want to happen in the world. If we didn't have that, it'd be so boring. We have that. Yeah. The Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably, dude. I mean, that's just all the world leaders on the take. Yeah. Well, fuck, man. I hope you don't complain about this being half-assed. Yeah. You might. Who cares? Whatever. Who cares? I'm in the middle of moving. That's one thing that people might not know. It's yeah. been like a pretty fucking stressful That's three weeks busy, of getting man. shit together. Yeah. And yeah. hopefully by the end of next week, I'll be all settled in. And yeah, we need to do a serial killer. Yeah. I wanted to hear some nasty shit. Somebody recommended one, and I don't, there was no name to it, but it was basically some dude that would like sip the pus of a dead person every time they killed somebody. Pus? Yeah, they just save this pus. And fucking would sip on it when they kill him. I want to know about that. Yeah. Well, if you know the name, <laughs> send it to us and yeah. we'll look into it for yeah. sure. Yeah. Love you guys. I hope that it's fucking me. You got me all in my head now. About what? Phoning it in. I'm not phoning it in. 
Italians? No, fucking doing a half-assed episode. That's an Italian thing to be worried about. <laughs> All right, man. We'll see you guys next week. See ya.